What is good, America? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again with another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad to be back once again. Obed, what's going on with you, homie? Living the dream, sir. Living the dream. How about yourself? Yeah, man. Chilling like a villain on Pell and Ceiling. You know how you know how it is these days, man. I'm out here just trying to relax, styling and profiling, you know, trying to live my life as best as much as possible. Uh, man, dude, we got a lot to talk about today. Let's just get right into it. No point in playing around here. No games being played here, folks. Um, start off, I want to talk about college football. We haven't talked about college football much. Uh, I know we're into what? Uh-huh. Yeah, we know we're, back, we're about to be into week four. We haven't even talked about it yet. Yeah. So... Of course, I, you know, I got to bring up my, my Penn State Nittany Lions, of course, coming up with that big dub against Auburn last week, moved up to six in the rankings. Looking at the AP poll, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, and this is, like I said, a Penn State fan talking here, is Penn State even worthy of being ranked in number six? They did just beat number 22, Auburn, as we know, last week. Which that, was, that was a good game over in Pappy Valley with the whiteout and everything, first one of the year for them. But I'm just like, man, are they really – should be they really be ranked that that high? I'm just kind of struggling with that just a little bit. I'm not gonna lie there, but I'm also looking at other teams that feel like they could be a little bit disrespected or maybe overlooked. As far as Ohio State and Clemson too, what's your thoughts on either of those? I mean, you know, I, I like how you snuck this in here as well. Are they worthy of a ranking? Because I'm usually the one on the, the show that takes the alternative side. So mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, Ben's about to start saying why PSU is worthy of their number six ranking. <laughs> I love, let's go. Let's hear it up. Let's, let's diabolical. Let's diabolical. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but no, yeah. Right uh, um, I mean, I, honestly, I don't see why not. Um, they're the second best team in the Big Ten. I mean, they've got wins against two ranked opponents in the top 25, uh, you know, and and it's it's for now obviously it's still early in the season they're gonna have to play iowa they're gonna have to play ohio state they're gonna play maryland in a game i think maryland might be very very excited to play um so we'll see how that plays but you know right now i think you know the sixth ranking behind iowa at number five i think that's fair you know what's funny um i mean it's hard for me to say. I mean, yeah, they beat Wisconsin. Um, that one on the first game of the year at Wisconsin. That was a good one for them. Um, well, in Ball State, then like I said, Auburn, Auburn, an SEC team, which of course we all know the SEC reigns supreme and including college football, and they have been for so long, more so even just of course Alabama, as we know. Uh, but yeah, Penn State's schedule does not get much easier. And they got well, they kind of got a soft one here coming up next week against Villanova. Then they're at home again against I uh excuse me, Indiana. Then they're on the road at number five, Iowa. Then they got Ohio State later on, like you said, Michigan and Michigan. So they got four ranked opponents in the top 25 and they're out of their remaining schedule here um but even i don't know ohio state and uh clemson as we're talking about yeah i mean clemson i think had looked a little timid you know a little bit you know i mean in that first game against georgia which they come they came out with a loss but i mean only losing that game 10 to 3 not even getting in the end zone that's what i was kind of kind of worried about and also that georgia tech one just last week only winning that one 14 to 8 they don't seem like their usual dominant clemson tiger self that's yeah, I don't what think I they know their identity yet, you know, on their yeah. side. I, I think Ohio State is going to be fine, you know, for specifically for pedigree, you know, the age of their players, the, the kind of talent that they have there. We have, while Justin Fields was amazing last year, they still have talent on that roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously that's fine. It, we you, This works the same way every year. These guys 
take a little bit of time to come together a little bit slower in the beginning. The ones that fall off, fall off. The ones that don't surge and then you understand how they made it into the top four by the end of the season. That loss, that slow play is not anything we talk about when it gets to December. January. Right, right. And Ohio State's schedule is almost about the same as Penn State. They got three ranked opponents, including Penn State, in that for the remainder of the year. But, you know, Clemson, Clemson has the easiest path, dude. Clemson is so, oh my goodness. Their paths have been easy. I mean, that, that last season for July, last year for Trevor Lawrence, they're playing like Wofford's. Like, they're playing no Wofford's. Like, no. Right, right. I mean, the ACC only has two ranked opponents between the aforementioned Clemson and North Carolina. And Clemson doesn't even play North Carolina this season unless they honestly would possibly be in the ACC title game. So they're literally mm-hmm. playing unranked opponents as of right now for the remainder of their schedule. As of now, things can change, of course, if something happens. But, you know, I mean, Clemson can easily win the ACC and be back in the college football playoff as they have been, if you know, for quite some time. But, man, you know, I'm looking just, again, looking at Penn State, are they worthy of rank, being ranked number six, you know, over like a Texas A&M or even, you know, Cincinnati? You know, even honestly, even over Ohio State, I'm not sure. But, you know, we'll see how the season goes along. But I'm just like jumping that far up just off that one win against Auburn. Get it, they're an SEC elite team. But still, I thought going from 10 to 6, I thought they'd probably be ranked, let's say, number 8. You know, and Cincinnati would be back at number nine, but I didn't make them to jump six. But hey, congratulations to Penn State coming up with that win and jumping in the rankings for sure. We can move it along to the NFL recap, uh, Obed. Week two um, was a bit of a rough one here for some young QBs, especially the uh, the Jets. That was a, definitely a rough one here. The Jets rookie QB, Zach Wilson, was struggling, to say the least, against the New England Patriots. Man, oh uh, <laughs> dude, he looked rough throwing four INTs in that one. Dude, yeah. I mean, this is why I'm not a fan of starting rookie QBs right away because it's going to take some time. There's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. Let them sit and learn. Obviously, your pass got the win 25 to 6. So, bad. what's your takeaway in that game? And so on Zach Wilson, and more, even more so, your ball. What about your boy, Mac Jones? Yes. So, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was definitely was a rough outing for Zach Wilson, 19 and 33, 210, four interceptions. I mean, he played like absolute crap uh, and not just in his overall assessment. I would say just one area is just placement and decision making. You know, he I, charting the four picks. He had pressure right in his face on the first one. OK, that's not the way you want to start a game, but you throw it gets intercepted. Yeah, I think I lost you for a bit there, a bit. But yeah, I get it. You know, there's you throwing picks. You don't a couple times you do actually just threw the ball away. I think you know he said the first one was had a, had a defender in his face. You know, it's it, but I mean here's the thing: you're also missing their or their their left tackle. We talked about who hurt his knee in that first game of the year. You know what I mean? So it, I'm not sure what's really going on with them at all. I mean they're they're a young team, you know, and. It's just rough. The Jets have been bad for a long time, you know, and I'm not really sure they can get any better, dude. They have no real weapons. They just don't. They really just, they have no weapons at all. And I don't really know uh, how they kind of turn it around. You know I mean? They had a decent receiving game as far as from the receivers are concerned, you know, and kind of showing off, all right, you know, the receivers did okay, but yeah, the Jets were just looking real, real, real bad. Um, again, yeah, sorry, I, mean, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but sorry, go ahead. No, no, no worries, no worries. Uh, I'm actually having some technical difficulties over here. Um, but 
interceptions he had, a lot of it was just bad plays. They weren't really helping him with the, with the offensive line. And, you know, give me a rookie quarterback that looks good against Bill Belichick, right? I mean, I'll, maybe I'll tip my hat to one time was uh, Ben Roethlisberger. But otherwise, rookie quarterbacks don't do well against uh, Bill Belichick. So, you know, kid wasn't out for good. And Mac Jones played fantastic. I think he needs to throw downfield more. But the name of the game for them is ball control, bring the rookie along slowly. Uh, they're running well. Defense is playing well with all those starters coming back from uh, opting out of COVID. Uh, it, it looks like it could be maybe playoffs in the future, depending on how the AFC chase go. Yeah, you know, Mac Jones, I'll admit, he did play, play pretty well. Didn't have a crazy, crazy, you know, good game right there, but he was efficient with the football going 22 of 30 for 186. No um, INTs, but no scores either. But Mac Jones um, is a guy that I think the Patriots can uh, – there is a win-with kind of guy, you know. Um, I actually heard oh, – yeah, I was watching uh, ESPN's NFL Live the other day. Uh, boy, Dan, Dan Orlovsky said – oh, shout-out to Dan Orlovsky uh, for responding to my tweet. Hey, yo. Um, but uh, hey. <laughs> but uh, it was cool that it was something interesting that he said. There are there are quarterbacks. There's four different categories for quarterback. He said there's guys that you can win with. There's um, no because there's guys that you can win because of them. There's guys that you can win with them. There's guys that you can win despite of in despite of them. And there's guys that you can't win with at all. He said, Mac Jones is a guy that you can win with. You're not going to win because of it. He's not going to light up the scoreboard, you know, right now and throw 400 yards and three scores and things like that. And then maybe even get 50 yards in the ground. You're not going to win because of him, but you can win with him. You know, just be efficient with the football. Don't make any mistakes and just be, you know, handle the drives. And that's what I think they're in store for Mac Jones. And this is, I think this was the, this was the the guy that the Patriots and Bill Belichick wanted. This is exactly the guy that they wanted. And they didn't even have to move in the draft whatsoever to get him. So this is the guy who can kind of just, you know, turn the, turn the, turn the wagons, you know, turn the, turn the wheels, you know, keep them going and you know, ride this thing out. You know, maybe they come up with 10, 11 wins this year, you know, you know, and see how that goes. Something but, modest, see what down the line could happen. I mean, exactly. I, I think it's, there's a possibility, right? That what the most important thing, the difference from what we saw with cam is that they are, they can be productive. They can go out there and they can execute, right? They are not concerned about how they're going to attack you. I think they are deadly, more deadly now than with a former MVP behind them really because they have someone who can execute the plays that they have. They run, they don't run us a, a, you know, RPO offense, mm -hmm. right. They mm -hmm. can add elements of that. They can run double wing T they can do all that stuff. Right. But the bread and butter for them is pure passing. Can you hit the windows? Can you find the receiver? Can right. you make the, you know, I saw Mac Jones hit a uh, wheel route to James white, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Mm -hmm. And that is a play that I have not seen Tom Brady make in his career in a very long time. He missed that one with James White in the AFC championship game when they were playing in Denver. Uh, and, you know, it would have made a game breaker and just a beautiful throw, beautiful catch. I, I think they've got something special on their hands here in New England. And like you said, didn't have to do anything just to get them. Right. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how the future with the, with the future holds for Mac Jones and for uh, Zach Wilson alike. Next up, let's talk about the Carolina and New Orleans game. You know, New Orleans came out real, real flat. I think, you know, after week one where everyone was on that hype of Jameis Winston, he was found that group, I think me included, but did we, I want to ask, did we overreact to Winston's week one performance? Because in this game, 
the Saints were flat until the fourth quarter. They didn't score until the fourth quarter, losing 26 to seven to the Panthers. I mean, and Winston was real, really, really mediocre in this one. I mean, the question is who is overreacting? I don't think anybody on this show reacted. We, we were aware that he scored five touchdowns on 148 yards passing. Mm. That kind of efficiency on uh, per pass play to get a touchdown is not sustainable anywhere. Patrick Mahomes isn't doing stuff like that. If Patrick Mahomes had five touchdowns, he threw for at least seven or 800 yards in that game. You know, <laughs> like, right. come on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think what was the, the, some of their biggest issues, their inability to sustain drives, right? They just kept getting off field third down offensive line i don't know if it's uh james holding the ball or i don't know if the offensive line isn't giving him enough time um but there's no continuity again you don't have michael thomas out there you don't have a true receiving threat as a number one wide receiver the right. game shrinks it's hard for you to make plays yeah yeah unfortunately with michael thomas out looks like the receiving core is really really struggling i mean winston went through for 111 yards you know so i mean it's going to be rough for them, but the Carolina looks good. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're what two and oh, right now. Um, Christian McCaffrey, of course, you know, leading the way on the ground, you know, getting, getting, getting some passes, of course, to Sam Donald, another decent game through for 305 yards and two scores. So I would say, be careful of the Panthers in that NFC South. Obviously, you know, it's, it's being dominated, of course, as we know by the reigning champions, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but at NFC South, you could have another squad of Carolina um, coming up, coming up behind them. Um, Dallas got a win over the Los Angeles last week, um, coming out with that victory over the Chargers, 20 to 17. My question for you, Obed, here is because the way things have been trending, I'm not saying it's a fact. I'm just saying the way things have been trending, it's looking like Tony Pollard is be, is playing better right now. He's playing better football than Ezekiel Elliott. Can can Pollard become the feature back in Dallas, or is just that's just a way just overreaction to this early success? Um, I mean, I, I think it is not an overreaction to his success because he has sustained a lot of the success, even going back to last year. Um, I think it's just a situation where they have two good running backs. Ezekiel Elliott is still Ezekiel Elliott. Anyone here sitting and telling you that he's not running well is not looking at the statistics, right? They're not looking at what he's actually performing on the field as far as how he makes a difference for them. Yeah, they could just abandon the run like they always do. It's a McCarthy system. Show me a McCarthy system that had a running back that rushed for over, you know, 1,200 yards consistently. This is a this is a, a wide receiver heavy, pass catcher heavy system that abandons the run. So, you know, if all they're doing is passing, then they bring in the scat back and they run to the scat back, he's, he's gone. You know, it's a, it's a foot race between him as one of the fastest guys on the field when they're up against a defense that is set up to, to protect the pass. Like, it's just, I, I think that there is some merit though, that he should probably play more minutes if this is real and he keeps doing something outside of the big run that he had, they basically had the same stats, you know? So I, I think that there's something to be said about them both playing well in this system, but he does deserve more tick just with the way he's been going. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing well. I think he deserves to be on the field for sure. But yeah, I think Ezekiel is still going to do Ezekiel and things. I think he's still one of the top five running backs in the NFL. So I don't think they should just, you know, kind of just push him out or anything like that or kind of step and push him aside and let Tony Pollard just kind of take over. So now I think he's yeah. yeah, Zeke will be that dude for a while. Um, and probably one of the best games of the weekend, you know, and we'll see for a while. Baltimore uh, came out with a victory over Kansas City, 35 to 36 in favor of the Ravens. That was a heck of a game. Yeah. Man, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, dude. And 
you kind of feel like now Baltimore's kind of got that monkey off the off their back, kind of trying to finally beating the, the Chiefs there. Um, did the Ravens I disagree? Really- I don't think the monkey's off the back at all. You, you don't? Okay, tell me no, why. No, no. Um, I think that while this game went in their favor, um, what they were doing was unsustainable. Uh, they had they just paid their tight end for him to be like a top four tight end. And I see mm-hmm. him as the lead blocker on a run for their quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, that they, at the end of the game, when they needed to have it, what did they do? They abandoned the pass and they immediately went to him running. What if he got hurt on one of those plays? You know, what if he had gotten an injury? Mm-hmm. I, I, it just, it just, it worked. My, and one of the biggest things for me was him, you know, somersaulting into the end zone on that touchdown. Right, yeah, like, right. You need to calm down because the Chiefs will remember Yo, that. They will chill, take your hand. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you don't normally beat these guys. So the one time you do, you should be humble. That's a completely different story. Um, but what the Chiefs do, I imagine they will be better at at the end of the season than what the Ravens do. Uh, defensively the Ravens have problems you know the Chiefs look like they are gearing up for another uh, uh, AFC championship game at home and another Super Bowl appearance which I believe would make three in a row you know these guys are are teetering on the edge of trying to do something very special and I don't think Baltimore this is an aberration we'll look back on this and be like wow how did they beat them and you know one guy in particular that we kind of have put down so to speak you know talk haven't talked that highly of who's who said it numerous times that he needs to step up hollywood brown this guy had six for 113 and a score so he finally stepped up looking like the potential in the first round traffic that he were you know that they, they thought he could be but yeah i mean yeah i think it's a little bit safe to say you know it's maybe it's all we're back just it's just, just kind of we're just one game they played well they come up they came up with the victory but no i do i still do i think the chiefs are still a better team than the baltimore ravens overall yes i do especially on the even on the defensive front you mentioned before the ravens have so many injuries dude it's like they just getting people little out, out like losing people left and right on the, yeah. even on offense too but even on the defense peters, marcus peters is out to, right. uh, uh the jk dobbins you know mm-hmm. so i mean they're just depleted so i mean i don't even think the baltimore will get out of the first round of the playoffs if they even make it to be honest just because the due to the injury factor not that they're that t- a talented team they just got so many missing pieces you know and especially in the loaded afc with kansas city uh with buffalo you know potentially you know with um uh excuse me maybe say, the, the return the, the, of new england i was just gonna say yep, uh, what the seems like Patriots, a very surging oakland right? team right yeah look at oakland playing playing pretty well so far too well, so yeah. i think the, the chargers could actually be a playoff contender for the super bowl but you know that's a whole mm-hmm. other conversation yeah yeah absolutely but yeah i think it was just one game so we'll see what happens there um another news miami quarterback to attack like Loa is is going to be out this week versus the aforementioned raiders that she's talked about with the fractured ribs i mean it's got to get to a point where they i think the organization has to look at two of like yo this dude is just injury prone bro and i'm like hmm i'm thinking do they kind of look at other possible options for the QB? Do they bring in a veteran to be his back? I mean, obviously he's going to be the starter. We all know all that. He's going to be the starter this year in Miami. But do they look at other options? Are they still interested in bringing in Deshaun Watson, which we're going to move on here and talk about in a second. So kind of good segue here. But, I mean, this dude has been injured. We all know back to the injuries he suffered at Alabama on college and coming in, you know, was there, was he ready? It's like, Mm, there's I think is there is some area of concern would you agree upon that I would agree that there's some area of concern I mean I you know this is a a, it's a frustrating injury obviously you I can't get mad at a player because they got injured I would not call him glass I would not say he's injury prone 
but he has had some some big injuries you know the hip most recently um excuse me and while I do think that he's a fantastic player you know they were asking some of his guys they're asking Jalen Waddle like you know who would you prefer would you take Tua or would you have Mac Jones and guys are picking Mac Jones guys are saying that you know I want wow you know and I'm not saying that there's that that's shade I'm just saying that they it seems like they know what they prefer in their quarterback the big plays if they're not there who is Tua you know can he play the dink and dunk game and control the ball Nah, he might give you some runs. They have some scrappy running backs, but I just, there's going, there is, you, you I agree with you. There's cause for concern and there's growing. Yeah. I think there's definitely cause for concern. You know, are they still possibly interested in, in acquiring the Houston QB Hell yeah. Watson? What? Hell yeah. But, but here's the thing, dude. Is it a good look for them to acquire? I get it. Deshaun Watson is one of the most talented young quarterbacks in this game. He, he's top. He's a top ten QB, if possibly, arguably top five. But man, with the off the field issues, you don't know. It's just bad PR if they do bring this dude in. Look at the Texans have actually just announced that he will not be active even if Tyrod Taylor is out. Now Tyrod Taylor, I think it will not be playing this week's this this um this week's game um uh for Thursday night football against the Carolina Panthers. They're starting rookie Davis Mills. They're not even gonna activate Deshaun Watson. Not even to say, all right, he'll active, maybe he'll get it. If just if they they'd rather let Davis Mills go down and have no QB. That says a lot, dude. That says that they are standing firm on this decision as far as they are not going to tolerate this type of behavior within their organization. And I think that is sending a message to the less the rest of the league. Like, dude, you guys need to step up when cases like this happen. We we all know we've we have seen cases where guys like Kareem Hunt have done things, come back into the league. Guys like um, excuse, forgetting the guy from the uh, Dallas Cowboys who's no longer in the NFL. He's doing UFC. Oh, Hardy, I think Hardy. Something. Yeah, Hardy. yeah. Um, forgive me, forgive me, folks. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely sending a message to the league. Like, you no, know, you there's no room for this kind of behavior. It was off the field behavior because. It, it explicitly violates the personal conduct policy. Now, granted, he has not been convicted or found guilty or indicted or anything. These are all just, um, quote, uh, or, or sort of say um, accusations at this point. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's 22 cases. So it's not looking good for this dude. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that he is he is getting paid right now, the $10 million that they owe him this, this year. Uh, and so it's, you know, the concern is that he is there. He is getting paid. You are not playing him. And we know why you're not playing him. You're not playing him because he needs to be healthy in order in, in case there is a trade there. You don't right. want to hurt his trade value. Mm-hmm. So he has to sit there. We cannot play him because he's a liability. We cannot have his face out there making plays. That cannot happen. But we cannot do anything where he would end up in a situation where he's not here. He's either damaged goods or unable to play immediately. This is this is the NFL doing a huge solid for Scott Pioli and those characters out there because he should be on the non-football injury list. He should be inactivated and probably potentially lose his his standing as a player. He's he's accruing hours of service mm. right now, not even playing. Right. <laughs> if he goes on the NFI list, he's not accruing hours of service. That could have implications as far as his contractual obligations in the future, his ability to be to consider, you know, whatever status he has as a as an agent, right. a free agent. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's 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 grimy, but it is what it is. You know, I don't think they're sending a good message at all. I think this is this is a cluster. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it is a bit of a cluster, you know what, you know, but it's still to me, it, you know, but you're right. You're, I will say you're right. They don't want to play him because if he gets injured, then he has no trade value at, at, at all at that point. But it's going to be a very awkward situation because if the accusations do turn into actual convictions and let's say Miami trades him, even right before that happens, Miami trades him and I mean, uh, Houston trades him too. Let's say to Miami, so that, you know, for instance, and this thing goes goes sideways on him, it's going to be a real bad look for the Dolphins organization. Oh yeah, you can't like, touch dude. him. He's he's kryptonite right now. You can't touch him. Yeah, exactly. So I think they're going to have to wait and see what happens there. But I digress. We'll we'll move on for now. Let's get up into our next segment. You write, you mad, Obed here. We'll pose each other questions, statements, and we'll tell if the other one is correct or just outright crazy. My Statement to you, Obed, is Justin Fields will be the Bears' starting QB for the rest of the season now that he is starting this week. Sherman, you're right. Um, he's going against a defense that uh, was on its way to making Tyrod Taylor look like the QB one that week uh, before mm. his injury. Um, so I have to believe that if you put a, you know, probably a better prospect in that situation with, you know, good receiving players, and I mean, he could take it to Jimmy Graham if he want to, but they do have Darnell Mooney. Allen Robinson is their consummate professional. They also have Cole Komet coming around who they feel like could be, you know, a sturdy kind of Jason Witten-esque, always able to make the play for you guy. Uh, David Montgomery is running hard AF. <laughs> no, no bones about it. I take, I don't take back any of the negative things I said about him in the beginning of his career. All he used, did was use that and prove me wrong kudos to you he's running he's you can depend on him as a as a running back um yeah this could be this could be the coming out show that the you know uh chicago fans are waiting for now is matt Nagy listening to those chicago fans because i think at one point he said even you know once if any dalton is healthy i think he may have indicated that he could possibly come back but yeah i think now i'm not necessarily like i said before i don't i'm not a fan of rookie qbs you know coming in starting right away but given the fact that you know, andy dalton is hurt and andy dalton is not a prize you know yeah. starting qb in this league like a like a you know like a Deshaun Watson we just talked about mm -hmm. somebody like that so yeah I'm I'm, I'm all for it dude Let, let's just let's you know I've been high on Justin Fields we know we've talked about it so many times I've been I've been high on Justin Fields for a while I think he can take over the Chicago Bears offense and run it efficiently they, they can do different things they can you know utilize that RPO down the you know yeah. down near the, near the goal line they can, he can he can run with the football as well too I think they're going to see a lot of good things out of Justin Fields he's going to struggle for a bit don't get me wrong he's going oh, to yeah. struggle for a really good bit so let's just at least he avoided the rams in week one <laughs> right because that would not have been a good look he's got cleveland coming up this weekend and then followed by detroit so i think cleveland might be a little rough but that detroit game should be a little should fare a little bit better and then las vegas after that so yeah the schedule doesn't get too much better i'll say for the for the bears but yeah it's I not think, a good schedule yeah it's really not but yeah i think justin fields will will be will be the starter for the remainder of the season I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, so Sherman, you write, you mad. If Saquon doesn't get it going against Atlanta, it's time to panic. Oh, bad. Are you mad? This guy is just coming off a 
complete tear of his ACL last season. He's not ready. There, there, he's not ready. Granted, I think it happened. It happened early on in the year. I think it was was it week two last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, or week, yeah. You know, and and look, guys, like look at Odell Beckham Jr. who ha- who hurt his towards ACL later. I know he's still he's, he's he hasn't played yet. They're not rushing it back. They are rushing sake. This Saquon Barkley is an elite elite running back, dude. Take him out. There's no reason for him to even play right now if he can't, if he's not at full strength. If he's not 100, but even if he's at 92.67%, don't play him. Don't play him because you don't want to lose this kind of athlete, this kind of elite player on your squad. This is not a... I traditionally, you know, kind of eh, okay, kind of back. No, Saquon Barkley can be a top five running back in the NFL, hands down, hands down. There's no reason to rush him back. So I don't think he's. I don't think there's any room to panic. You know, as far as is he, you know, is he, you know, I guess the quote unquote answer is he going to continue to struggle? I just think, frankly, they shouldn't play him if he's not 100. percent Just don't play him. Let's. I think the. I think the Giants can beat the Falcons without Saquon, 100%. you know, you know yeah. they've got that. They've got the saints after that. And then the Cowboys yeah. and the Rams, so their schedules looks a little bit rough there. The Cowboys and Rams and the Panthers and the chiefs yeah. afterwards. Yeah. But you know what? I'd say give them a week off, give them this yeah. week off, right? Maybe right. even give them a week off with the saints and have them come back strong against a divisional opponent in the Cowboys an elite team, like the LA Rams. And then you get the Panthers and then the chiefs. Why not give them a break, dude? Yeah. That's, that's what Odell, that's what the Browns are doing currently with Odell, right? Like they're just like, Nope. We don't need to play him. You know, we can slowly bring him on when Mm -hmm. we got 17 games now. I think this is to more point about what you were saying with uh, the the rookies uh, with Justin Fields. Maybe you don't want him playing early because the season is so much longer now. The rookie wall is a real thing that we all agree on. The kids are going to hit the rookie wall Mm -hmm. by like week 13, week 14 and be dead when you need to make a push to the playoffs. So you have got to find a way to mitigate. uh, So I can understand that maybe this gives a little credence to, to uh, what's this fool's name? Kyle Shanahan and his shenanigans. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, right. But I, I think I agree with you. I think that uh, Saquon just needs rest. Like there's no read to come. They can beat the Atlanta Falcons without because what, what happens in this game? They get up big. They want to run the ball. You're not just going to send Saquon out there to run into into the line so that we mm-hmm. can kill the clock. You're going to send Devontae Booker out there. So why even have Saquon play at all? Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, he's questionable for the game right now. It's I think he's been questionable each, each either first each of the first two weeks here for the Giants. But yeah, just just sit him. Just like I said, if he's not one hundred percent, just sit him this week against Atlanta. Yeah. Possibly even sit him next week against the Saints too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're, that game could be a toss up. That that team has looked terrible. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, the Giants are 0-2. I don't think anyone's expecting them to do any damage in the NFC East at all. I mean, even when it's going to be one of the worst divisions in football, but even no one's really expecting them to win anything. It's going to be probably the Cowboys division for the taking. But still, dude, it's just I just don't see a point in running him into the ground if he's not 100%. But that's my take on it. Yep. Let's get on to the picks, Obed. Um, dude, we had a rough week, too. Ooh. Ooh, oh, oh, my goodness. We both went 7-9 and nine with our picks, but Still up on you by three games. Let's get it right into week three, starting out with Thursday night's game. Carolina at Houston. I'm going to go Carolina. Like we said, Houston starting a rookie QB as Tyrod Taylor is out. So Carolina's 2-0. They're going to make it 3-0. So I think Houston might actually start Jeff Driscoll. We'll see. Um, he's at least a, a confident passer, uh, but they're still going to lose. So let's go Carolina. Yep. Washington at the Buffalo Bills. You know, you already know where I'm going. Let's go Buffalo. You know, I thought it was interesting 
that while the Buffalo Bills looked absolutely fantastic, Gabriel Davis did nothing in the game. And Emmanuel Sanders, I think, only had two catches. So Mm. if they want to pick it up a little bit, you know, because I'm pretty sure Cole Beasley's doing his part in the slot, catching four passes. In a game going 35 to nothing, you would have assumed that those two other tertiary wide receivers would have done something. This looks like a very funneled offense, kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs, is two mm. guys really getting all the work. Yeah. Um, but they're going to come out here and mash anyway. So, yeah, it's interesting. But, you know, Josh Allen didn't have a spectacular game for winning the 35 to nothing. You know what I mean? He only yeah. threw, yeah. He threw 17, he, he completed 17 of throwing 33 passes, only for, only for 179. So it was very, it was a very kind of easy game. Zach Moss had two scores on the ground. So yeah, right. Coming off the bench, off the couch, excuse me. <laughs> exactly. So Miami just struggled. Obviously when Tua went down, things got easier for the bills. You know what I mean? So yeah. they didn't really need much, much offense in this one. So I will say that, but yeah, Buffalo, um, we're going, I'm going Buffalo in this one as well. Uh, of course, in this one, I think you are, you are as well, too. So we'll see. Uh, Buffalo. Yep. Chicago at Cleveland. I think we just kind of talked about this one a little bit. I got to go Cleveland. Like we said, Justin Fields making his first career NFL start. Uh, it's going to be a rough one for him. The Cleveland defense is pretty is pretty stout uh, with uh, Miles Garrett and company over there. So I'm going to go Cleveland. Yep. Go up. Yep. Baltimore at Detroit. Easy one here, Baltimore, um, Detroit, looking like Detroit. They're a very media, subpar team. Jared Goff struggling over there. But, hey, you know what? They almost came out with a victory that week one against the 49ers you know, and all that. But still, Baltimore coming off that high against Kansas City, they'll keep the train rolling. Yeah, I got to agree with you. They'll definitely keep the train rolling. But I will not throw any shade to Jared Goff. Jared Goff is out here slinging for his life. He doesn't actually have a lot of. Uh, like mm-hmm. left but he's out here i mean you know 26 to 36 not so great but 246 two touchdowns i mean that's not bad i think he threw two last time and tj hawkinson is returning dividends for people in fantasy football you know at least he's good for somebody but i agree <laughs> with you they're not winning this game yep yep let's keep it going indianapolis at tennessee indy's got to change it or turn it around they're owing two tennessee coming off a good win over the seattle i'm gonna go tennessee again, again on this one at home yeah, I'm going Tennessee on this one. I think this is Tennessee getting on track. Indianapolis, I think, is going to be starting Jacob Eason. So, you know, I have a feeling that Vrabel against a rookie quarterback, he should be able to figure it out. Yep. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at Kansas City. Kansas City, as we mentioned, with that loss to Baltimore, they're going to, I feel like they're going to just light it up. I see, I I expect this this game. I think, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be a little irked by the antics of the Ravens that you mentioned before and the Lamar Jackson and such. So I expect the Kansas City Chiefs to light this one up and come up with this victory. Yeah, I think this is an opportunity for them to get scheduled. I'm sure like uh, to get uh, focused and kind of get some some anger out because I know they're not happy that they lost that game. It, Baltimore's a hard place to play. They were leading in that game most of the time. They should have brought it home. Yep. Uh, but they'll they'll definitely put up a fight here. Yep. Uh, New Orleans at New England, the battle of the news uh, new cities. So um, you know what's funny? I was I, I was on New England the entire time. But I'm almost like. Mm, can, can the Saints actually bounce back? I was actually thinking about switching my pick to the Saints, but I will stick with your pass, Obed. I will go I will go New England in this one. Yeah, I usually don't bet against the Patriots, if ever. But I do feel <laughs> like this is one of those trap games where the Patriots would duck this game, knowing that next week Tom Brady is showing up. Let's not – let's be as vanilla as possible. Let's keep ourselves – the Patriots have done this. The Patriots have lost a game against the Miami Dolphins and looked embarrassed, like gave up the most third downs ever. So I'm like, oh, I got the least. They had like one or 14 on third down. And then the next week they mopped the floor with the Steelers, knowing that that was them being in sole position of first place going into the playoffs. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm like, is this a trap game, Bill? Are you going to create a trap game so that you can actually play Tom up? Because Tom is coming with the heat. I mean, mm-hmm. the Kylo Ren more heat, mm. um, hot fire. Uh, but I am going New England in this game. All right. We'll see how that one turns out. Atlanta at the New York football giants, which we just talked about. I think New York can definitely win this one, even if it's without Saquon Barkley. Atlanta looks bad, dude. I think Atlanta might be one of the worst teams in the NFL this season. Yeah, I mean, it's still early. I just think that they need to get some things figured out on offense. I don't know if the defense is the problem because that team is still able to hang the last few times, they, the last few games, last two games that they've had. Um, I think it's just been more a question of what's their identity offensively. Um, but yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna lose in New York. Can we talk about Daniel Jones, the galloping Daniel Jones, 122 rushing yards, only behind one other person, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Dude, Daniel Jones is no slouch, dude. Like I said, you give him some weapons, he'll be okay in New York, dude. I think he'll be okay, for real. I really I really do. Um, let's go New York. Uh, excuse me. So, oh, jumped ahead a little bit. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to go Pittsburgh here in this one. Cincinnati, although they looked kind of good to come up with that victory in week one over Minnesota, you know, Jamar Chase looks good, Joe Burrow, but I think Pittsburgh kind of um, – gets gets it kind of going again they lost last week to the Raiders but I think they'll come up with this victory over Cincy yeah you know this is this one feels like a trap to me as well I I want to believe in Pittsburgh but Big Ben has a torn peck apparently Mm. um he said it, it hurts he was like it hurts to stand up you know it was hurting to throw you know, and I'm like, okay, I, that just means they're going to engineer plays, right? They can do handoff sweeps. I think Deontay Johnson has a knee injury that might keep him out for a few weeks. This might, you know, the, the defense is going to have to do a lot of work, and this is in, in Pittsburgh, so it's probably going to be hard for us to win. Dude, it, I feel like Ben Ben is just stay injured, yo. It's like, dude, this I feel like true, he, yeah. he's, he's been injured ever since the day before forever. You know what I mean? Like he, he's injured every bone in his body or, you know, organs in his body at some point. It's crazy. I think for sure this is Ben's last year. He can't, he just can't sustain this type of, this type of punishment. You know what I mean? If he wants to ask, you know, if he wants to have some decent life expectancy after football, he's got to just stop playing. It's kind of like how Tony, Tony Romo, you know, injuring his back all the time. I think his, I think his girl, his wife looked at him and was like, yo, dude, if you want to walk by the time you're 45, stop playing football. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I think yeah, Ben, yeah. I think Ben needs to stop playing football this year, but yeah, I'll still go Pittsburgh in this one. You're going Pittsburgh. I'm still going Pittsburgh in this one. I have the feeling that this is an opportunity for us to see Chase Cape rule as the number one unquestioned while Deontay Johnson is out. I want to see it. Okay. Uh, Arizona at Jacksonville, easy one here. Arizona, Jacksonville looks terrible. Probably going to be worst team in the league again. Arizona all the way. Kyler Murray, possible MVP candidate. I told you, I was I said it before the season started. Arizona, look out. They got what, what looks to be a high-power, potent offense. Uh, I mean, Rondale Moore is ridiculous. Maybe I need to go watch the kids tape from, from – uh, but you know it's it's they they look amazing and and they also have the Andre Hopkins. I mean, my God, uh, let's go Arizona. Yep, um, the New York Jets at Denver Broncos. Denver all the way. Jets are just a terrible team once again. They'll be they'll, shout out to oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying they'll they'll be in the top three or four draft picks coming up next next season next year. hundred hundred percent. But that just means they're going to have some more help for uh, Zach Wilson. So that should be good. Um, let's let's I want to get my roses out to Teddy Bridgewater. My goodness, young man playing his behind off right now. All he needed was to be on a good team. Maybe mm-hmm. that says something about him, but I think he just needed a place where everybody else can do what they do. 
so he could just start maturing into whatever he needed to. He never got the chance to just kind of come into his own. He's just been fighting an injury after an injury. When he finally got a shot with the Saints, he looked good in some spurts with the uh, the Panthers. He's looking good now. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's thrown for at least 250 yards in both of their first two games. So, yeah, Bridgewater's looking good leading this Broncos team and what they what they're two and zero right now. So we'll see how it goes. I expect them to go. I expect them to be three and zero. Miami at Las Vegas, the Raiders. Yeah, I'm gonna go Raiders. Miami starting uh, with another uh, backup QB. As we know, two attack of LA was gonna be out. So I, I have to go Raiders in this one. They'll be three and zero. Let's go, Darren Waller. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay at Los Angeles. The Rams, man, this is going to be a good matchup. This is my probably NFC championship game. Uh, in, in, I think it's going to be. And I'm going to go Tampa Bay in this one because I think we said, I said at the beginning of the year, I expect the Los Angeles Rams to be in the Super Bowl. So I think Tampa Bay wins this one. And eventually LA wins the rematch in the NFC championship game later in the year. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay in this matchup for week three. Oh, that's wild. The way Tom's playing, I don't know if I can go against him as far as getting to the big game because I think this might be a retirement year for him. I don't know. Uh, he did you think so, really? Culture. I mean, I just he's doing so good. He could play until he's fifty years old. I just he could. Does he want to? And his he's starting to branch out. He started being commercials. He's selling crypto. You know what I mean? He understands that the next chapter of his life is coming, but but he's right. balling out of control. And if this ends, he, he like is. This, he is. You know what I mean? Hey, why not go out on top? But I digress. That man likes to win. Um, I did pick Matt Stafford to be my MVP candidate for this year. So, you know, I do see there could be something to your timeline about them in the NFC Championship game, and we'll let that play out. Um, but definitely going for uh, Tampa Bay in this. All right. Or, uh, that defense is going to be hard for L.A. To, to overcome. Yeah. Seattle at Minnesota. Going to go Seattle. Uh, and this one here, uh, like I said, I mentioned before, coming off that tough loss against Tennessee, Russell Wilson is my MVP front runner um, coming into this season. I still think he comes out. I still think he leads this team to another victory, victory here against Minnesota. I can see it. Absolutely. You know, Minnesota, I don't know. Dalvin Cook was injured. Uh, he, I don't know if he finished the game, but um, signs are he will play. We'll see what happens. He has a mild sprain, um, but I think Seattle. Okay. And then last but not least, the Monday night matchup, Green Bay at San Francisco. You boy, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, lit it up last week on Monday night on last week against the uh against the Lions. Oh my goodness. Just doing Aaron Rodgers things, of course. Um, you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. But man, I think Green Bay is gonna light it up once again. Um and Green Bay is going to definitely go out with this victory. San Francisco, I still, you know, no, here's the thing about San Fran. I don't know where Jimmy Garoppolo stands within the organization, to be honest with you, dude. I just mm-hmm. don't know. It's like, can they really win with him? Can he lead this team to an, another Super Bowl? I, I don't know. I really don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of still up in the air. But, you know, I think Green Bay e- easily wins this one. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to say that, you know, you think back to your con- your your comments regarding these quarterbacks, the kind of quarterbacks you win with are the kind of quarterbacks who lead you to the win, right? And, you know, maybe that's the kind of guy Jimmy Garoppolo is right now. Maybe the Kyle Shanahan system 
excuse me, <laughs> the Mike Shanahan system mm. will give a quarterback like uh, Gus Farratt, excuse me, a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> an opportunity to look successful in the system. Um, and, it, you know, like, listen, I, I'm talking in jest, right? I don't actually know if Gus Farratt played in, in that Mike Shanahan system, but um, I, I still think that they are bringing Jimmy Garoppolo along for the ride. They are trying to work Trey Lance up so that Trey Lance can take over at a later point and guide them into this playoffs into a very good schedule for them. Um, I just don't think they're going to have it against Green Bay. You know, they're clicking. Shout out to Aaron Jones, you know, four scores. Yep, you know yep, what yep. I mean? Just out there, out there really playing like a man possessed. You know, he's, yep. he's electric. They didn't even need to break him out until this week to show you guys what he can do. Lambo leaps all day. Um, yeah. I think they're going to take it today. I think, I think Green Bay's on this one. Yep. We almost, almost missed the one, uh, the Monday night game. Sorry about that folks. Uh, Philadelphia at Dallas. Um, I think Dallas could, keeps it going. That offense is, is for real. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say Dallas gets the, gets the victory here in this one. Yeah. Dallas is so deep, man. I think, I think Philadelphia is just like everybody on that team would have to be two years older, right? Like if that team had played <laughs> two, you know, two years longer together, they could compete in this game against Dallas in a yeah. team where just like, both of the tight ends can rock. Both the running backs can rock. All four of the wide receivers can rock. You know, it's 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 this McCarthy system, to his credit, can throw with the best of them. He might need to learn how to run the ball a little better mm. uh, for everyone's sake, um, but he's never been afraid to have a guy who can throw 300 for 300, 400 yards in a game, mm. not let that guy do what he does best. And Dak is very good at it. So got to go with Dallas. Yep. All right. We'll see how, how that one turns out. Well, folks, I think that's going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad for you to join in with us once again. Oh, Ben, any last words for the, for the people before we head out? Uh, it's starting to feel like fall. I support anyone getting ready for hoodie season. Um, I think it's, it's, I don't know if it's quite full length timberlands yet but you know start winter rising folks let's start winter rising <laughs> dude you know what it's, it's about to be it's about to be pumpkin spice season all around and no offense to those pumpkin spice lovers i am not all about it dude wow. They, wow. dude i'm not i'm sorry they make bump, pumpkin everything pumpkin muffins pumpkin bagels pumpkin cereal pumpkin milk pumpkin water i don't give a damn what it is get rid of it dude you can you know what i mean just just stop it Stop it, America, with the damn pumpkin nonsense. I'm sorry. I, 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 yeah, you're damn right I said it, and I don't even care. I draw the line at pumpkin pie. You know, I, I, I tell myself this is what I enjoy. I wouldn't be opposed if somebody put some pumpkin E in my in my hot beverage, you know? But <laughs> you know, I don't need it in my soap. I don't need it in my French fries. I don't need it in mm. my, my my skin scrub, you know, good. <laughs> Dude, it's just too much. But, but hey, I digress. Uh, folks, whether you're checking out uh, checking out us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, we appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the WWENC Photo Bed. I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.